Welcome to episode two of Two from Two Cubed, series two. This week, we are having a conversation with Robin from Southeast and Central Essex Mind. We actually had this conversation at the end of 2019, but that does not detract from the content and conversation that we have with her. We explore what it's like for a creative to work in the third sector. Robin started her career, as most creatives do, doing odd freelance jobs here and there. And now she's uh, worked her way towards a job in the third sector. And we explore what it's like going from having that sort of complete creative freedom to now working to certain constraints and limitations. We also talk about her creative journey, where she started and how she's got to where she is right now. She also talks a little bit about how she suffers from imposter syndrome. Now, this is something that a lot of creatives will empathize, sympathize with because it's something that I think everybody feels at some point in their life. They think, am I good enough for this? Am I able to do that? And the reality is that Robin is, without a shadow of a doubt, perfectly good enough for this role. She has had some amazing experiences, done some amazing work, and it's a really, really great conversation. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Also, no, just notice that it's not recording. Yeah. We're like, kind of like, that was a great hour, guys. I, <laughs> like, oh. I've done that a couple of times, actually, <laughs> where, um, yeah, I haven't realised that it hasn't been recording. Oh, oh, you've done the opposite of recording, so it's just the bullshit beforehand. Yeah. And then, like, afterwards, where you're like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. And then we're like, shit, we've just spoken for an hour and got nothing. Um, okay, so the way that we start every podcast, we ask the question, who are you? <laughs> Go. Um, my name is Robin Blackwood and I work for South East and Central Essex Mind at the moment, um, but I've previously worked uh, for the Front Skate Park and uh, also with Supreme DBA as a freelance creative do-it-all. Very nice. Our favourite type of creative. Yes, <laughs> that is like the best way to, to start. Um, we're going to like jump straight into the deep end. Oh. Um, we asked you for like a little bit of this before, um, so hopefully like you've got it in your mind and you're ready. I um, get my notes. <laughs> um, what um, what are two key milestones? In fact, let's let's start with one. What's a key milestone in your career so far? Okay, um, having my or submitting uh, my first invoice uh, as a legit kind of I've done a job and someone has paid me actual money, <laughs> yep. not a. a or was it uh, exposure? Yeah. <laughs> um, was a really nice moment. I mean, it wasn't. Oh, that's sorry. That's just like sent chills down my spine. <laughs> oh, do, do it. Just great. do it for exposure. I have, I have fifty followers. <laughs> 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 um, no, it was. It was really nice, and it wasn't about the money. It was a, um, a really low-level pub website that I did a couple of. Um, but actually, submitting an invoice and being like having to make a proper invoice and yeah. be kind of I am a business person yeah. doing things for money <laughs> um it, yeah that was significant yeah um, and really good cool okay what's another one Damn. second one um was actually getting uh, my most recent job the uh one at southeast and central six mind um mainly uh, because of weird personal reasons of the fact that it was the first job where I'd done an interview and filled out the 
application form and yeah. uh, sort of done all the proper job things um, for a design creative job. Um, previously, I've only had to do, um, you know, like I've kind of, it's gone from volunteer work into real work or yeah. um, I've done sort of uh, freelance stuff or been part of a team or they've re- I've been recommended. Yeah. Um, this time was actually sort of, they've looked at me on paper and gone, yeah, okay, she seems actually like how, she's got skills. How, how was that experience as a whole? Did you find it like nerve wracking? Was it kind of exciting? Yeah, it, there's a sort of very much imposter syndrome that I have, I think maybe as millennial, maybe as just me, maybe as a <laughs> creative, I think everybody's got it. Yeah. Um, but I don't have a creative degree right, as okay. such. Um, I have one from Shillington, which isn't technically like a university. Um, it's an industry one. Yeah. So when people, sometimes that's an immediate kind of nope we don't want her on a job sort of application because we need this criteria that we need to tick foolish absolutely foolish. yeah, yeah. and uh, but that's how traditional workplaces it is, yeah. judge your intelligence education abilities so do you think speaking of like general creatives and that sort of job prospect do you think there is that fear of going for a job like that do you think there is like that type of oh god i can't apply for a job like that because that doesn't fit into this creative boundary Yes, and the fact that um, sometimes like job criteria or the way that they sort of use jargon on a job is really like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what does that <laughs> what mean? What is that? And they're like, oh, we just want you to do social media. And you're like, oh, well, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you are kind of going, oh, am I going to be working for the, the man doing like stock images? Um, Wild. Uh, yeah, and being like, oh, could you um, make this text bigger and yep. on the left? <laughs> and think, maybe a deeper blue. <laughs> do you think that's potentially maybe why a lot of creatives are put off by going into that industry or going into the sort of third sector? Do you think that's a big part of it? Is that that idea of being too regimented? Sometimes the third sector, sexist, uh, sector stuff uh, does seem a bit stale or can come across as a bit stale. Mm-hmm. I think in the last few years since kind of really twitter kind of blowing up a lot has been a big game changer in the terms of like creative content using instagram the fact of um it's not it's more business related and charity based rather than you just your individual being like hey look at my sandwich and my dog yeah yeah um because it's free platforms um is an absolute game changer um and something that kind of needs to be done more and kind of taken advantage of yeah definitely Um, so um you've said that you work for south east and central essex mind well done got it bingo (laughs) who are they what do they do give us a little backstory as to um like in as few words as possible what they do and but the the name takes up like six words (laughs) (laughs) don't say the name um so they are affiliated with national mind um but actually uh, a separately registered charity so they don't get any funding um through the main kind of well-known yeah. uh, charity but it does help with the n- kind of awareness yeah yeah um we basically operate in the areas of essex that yeah southeast and central yeah um and we offer mental health support uh, and services and kind of guidance and signposting uh there's a lot of events that happen throughout the year um and they offer also have uh, supported housing as well which is a kind of nice unique mental health angle that isn't normally yeah. covered yeah. Um, that's cool I mean cool. if you if you want more information just a quick shout out to the previous series um, we <laughs> yeah. have had a mind employee on before from the same mind yep. so for more info 
go listen to that episode. Yep. Shameless plug. Yeah, God, what was that about? Um, so <laughs> you have, um, yeah, so you are a creative. Mm-hmm. And we sort of touched on how uh, you've sort of moved into a role that's not necessarily um, creative. As, as creative. As creative, mm-hmm. doing air quotes. Um, what what does your role encompass? Yeah, it's a brand new role um, okay. that they've brought in, which is also a strange angle to come into because yeah. literally no one's been in those shoes before. Uh, they also have sort of different expectations like different areas of the company have different expectations of what it is that you actually do um i've come from a far more creative background that is probably necessary for it but has actually helped a lot um because i've been sort of pulling up threads to do with the marketing and then going oh actually there's nothing in place for this uh graphics wise or sort of uh print ready wise or sort of okay but actually i've got the skills to sort that yeah um so my job as a new one at the moment and coming in and kind of literally having lots of plates spinning yeah. <laughs> is uh, basically to cover uh, anything going out, basically uh, mm-hmm. any way that the brand and the charity gets represented. Um, I have a big fat kind of scary looking booklets of like what I'm supposed to do in the colors that things are supposed to be. And I'm Girl supposed to sort of manage that of like, yep. where, oh, yeah, love, love, of love like, it's got to be this exact blue. Um, but also the way that things are spoken about mm, uh, yep. mind, because we're sort of affiliated with them, do have really specific language sometimes. And mental health being a delicate subject in areas, there are ways that you should and shouldn't talk about things. Um, But it's also about um, creating conversation and changing or uh, strengthening how people view the charity. Because it's not always about going, oh, we need to raise as much money as possible. Uh, We need to have as many followers as possible. We need to have our events sold out actually a lot of marketing especially with charities is to do with how people view you yep. yeah yeah um, and it's also uh, about creating valuable engagement yeah as opposed to just hitting those numbers it's actually creating decent engagement that will resonate with people yeah exactly and it's such a free resource that is available online and it is how a lot of people access stuff that i need to make sure that there are ways for people to get the material that they need as well yeah. uh, which might not necessarily kind of be a blurred line of marketing but if i think we've done something or have materials that i think should be accessible um that's also my job because that's what we should be putting out um, of course yeah people aren't necessarily coming to things they need to be able to access it it's no qu- it's quite interesting because what you're explaining is quite a regimented workplace but at the same time quite fluid and quite yeah. flexible which is quite nice i think because you've got some control and then you've got no control and i think yeah it's um it's very strange having kind of very strict guidelines but then also like what are your ideas of how we can make this yeah. happen um so i sort of i feel that actually having that sort of um brand guidelines and sort of that national identity is actually of more benefit um, than without it because at least that sort of gives uh, an idea as to it's like a starting off point isn't oh, it oh yeah and sometimes less options is better like yeah. if i know i'm supposed to use a ballpark of these colors yeah. i can create a lot within that and it kind of pushes me a bit more creatively mm. rather than going oh what color shall we use the, from this never-ending spectrum the, the, best, <laughs> the best thing with creativity is restrictions oh absolutely yeah if, if it's all got to be blue 
yeah how many ways can you make this can you do this yeah, with blue exactly like, and yeah that opens up a lot of opportunities even with just materials yeah um, and it's equally as creative isn't it i suppose you've got to yeah. find workarounds well i like i like that challenge as well i like i like um part of why i think i got the job as well is that i like the problem solving mm. i like the kind of limitations i like can you make this work with this amount of money also it needs to do this this and this also yep. could we maybe make this so it lasts a few years or we can use it again and that all those kind of like problem solving things of something has to be multi-purpose or you're not just you handing to, it over yeah, to the client in you have sense. to think outside the box yep. and kind of you know i deal with printers and kind of go oh what have you got that i can use for this other purpose yeah. <laughs> um it's really fun of that kind of being detective problem solving yeah creative in many ways yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um so you've touched a little bit on your sort of past work um what did you do prior to coming into this uh, communications marketing role i mostly did um sort of exclusively creative things so um pitching to clients and coming up with uh more i guess traditional uh creative work as in branded work for yeah. products or um companies um i did do some sort of film work or promotional work as well mm -hmm. um very much a jack of all trades yeah <laughs> it was more of a case of like they'd come with a problem being like we want to get this new product out we want to explain to people who we are we want to launch a new website and sort of that entails lots of other things and you go mm. well you know what we actually think you need we think you need a new website we think you need a short film we think you need instagram posts um, yep. and so it was quite nice to just be able to do whatever it, whatever it was <laughs> yeah, yeah whatever yeah, was needed yeah. more than going yeah. well we only do websites so we'll build your website yeah <laughs> the end <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean what sort of um can you think of any sort of particular projects that you worked on that you're sort of quite proud of oh uh like the ones that i gave you like the skate park like the skate park <laughs> <laughs> like a, thank you for my problem <laughs> no problem there yeah. no problem he yells the lines from the left of the stage so i worked with the front skate park um i still do um i've worked with them for about three years probably longer um it started out because i worked with justin he was on the committee um, right. because it's a charity cool they're completely kind of self-funded um and they are right on the seafront and basically the money they make is by people coming in the door okay um and they struggled throughout the years they've been open for 15 years oh, wow. um which is unheard of for an outdoor skate yeah, park because um, yeah. wood just gets trashed in the seaside say, as well yeah. <laughs> um but basically i got involved with them going he was sort of giving me little side projects as oh they need some posters done oh they need some staff clothing and it was a really nice exercise to just learn how to do things as well yeah kind of crash course like you need to make this and make it happen and make it good yep um so i've kind of done a bit of everything with them um and it's now kind of a bigger and better community and business although i don't like calling it a business charity uh than it's ever been yeah. um we have like a huge kind of community on social uh, media that is constant and engaging and very kind of it's a really nice network of people and riders um we use a lot to just offer help as well because surprisingly that community is very mental health um 
sort of mixed in sort of things like that self-esteem they're all kind of going through teenage years which are yeah. the worst I, I, I remember, yeah, no, yeah. I the absolute worst yeah. <laughs> I remember skateboarding and the best way I would describe us is we were a bunch of misfits yeah and it's a it's a certain type of criteria person with um they often have mental health problems or they're coming from disadvantaged backgrounds mm. or are adrenaline junkies and that's often for a reason yeah. <laughs> yep um, but I've worked with them doing things like a crowdfunder um which was exhausting but so good but also just like exhausting yeah (laughs) yeah it it got thrown on me we did it very last minute Mm -hmm. and i normally love like three months worth of planning yeah um and it was to help build a new ramp that cost a fortune it cost five grand at least um and i i'm very much a kind of i like having the steering wheel of things yeah so i was like i'll set this up I'll figure out what the rewards will be because we need rewards. That's yep. the best way to do it. Um, and then made the rewards happen <laughs> and organized it all and promoted it all and kept track of it. Um, so, quite which, which was, but it's only for 30 days or whatever it is. It was part of a charity criteria of we had to raise half of it and then they'd give 25 more percent. Right, okay. okay but yeah. you had to hit that mark and you had to hit the full mark. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a very intense 30 days. I imagine that was stressful watching that counter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and kind of just being like, someone, please, someone, just buy, please, please, someone. <laughs> like, how desperate can you put out things being like, please, just give £10. <laughs> did that um, give you an insight into working in charity, though, before working at Mind? So going into Mind, did that give you a bit more oh, insight? definitely. And again, with the problem solving, or just, it's more justifying costs, I think, more than anything. Um, people are, People don't want to part with money, but if you can explain why the money is or how the money is being spent why the money is being spent and what goes on there is a quality point on costs Um, i always say to print stuff with printers if it's being put in the public eye and how it's being put in the public eye even though that costs more than printing on your printer at home or in the office um because some things are important like a tangible thing anything that somebody holds in their hand needs to feel decent good yeah Yeah. anything that somebody's wearing why would you print cheap t-shirts because nobody's gonna want them yeah um you put the the solution is that is you print something cheaper that's cheaper to print but you use a high quality product yeah Um, that's just what we're always saying if you're gonna do something do it properly yeah simple as that yeah it's completely that criteria of just you just because you don't have money doesn't mean something needs to be can't be good yes and i imagine that's helped a lot moving into mind as well oh absolutely i mean i've done like the lower level of that to to actually have like budgets for things it's Mm. like i could do loads with this (laughs) um, and i bet your negotiation skills are on point now yeah yeah well i know what i'm arguing for um because i've i like working really closely with printers and things and i i go to them and i get a nose around and i kind of work with them because you know they want to you if you're working with the right people they want to do good work too yeah and that's important when you're doing stuff with charity as well yeah definitely so um what skills have you developed in your new role now because now it's sort of a sort of specific marketing communications Mm -hmm. role what new skills have you developed but also borrowed from your previous experience um a new skill that is more like a dealing with the anxiety of it thing is that i've had to deal with things like mailchimp or like you know like mass send out kind mm-hmm. of 400 yeah. people are gonna see this yeah. i can do an instagram post with my eyes shut i don't you know that's fine <laughs> the yeah. same amount of people are seeing or more people um sort of you know thousands of people are seeing yeah. that and i'm like yeah fine no worries i sent out a mailchimp 
and just like my heart is just racing the entire time where it says you have sent this have i spelled everything you know like right? hundreds of people have now seen this and you're like i'm gonna open it and just see a typo aren't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> um so things like doing that kind of more traditionally marketing thing um coming into that has been a, a new sort of skill and thing that i've had to deal with also going into more meetings of justifying what you've been doing mm-hmm. um i'm used to arguing creatively um to go- say why someone should go with you freelance or why this this idea is the good idea and why it costs what it costs yep. but going into sort of regular meetings with management in the business and going i've been doing this and they're going well how much will that bring us in and you're like well it won't because it's um engagement yeah. <laughs> uh it doesn't have a cost yeah. <laughs> like, there's not money coming in necessarily it's what people think of you yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i think that is sort of one of the the sort of big issues with um charities being unwilling to invest in their comms and marketing yeah. because yeah. they it's not necessarily the immediate results no, you're exactly. actually building a decent relationship and a decent you're creating decent engagement that in the long run mm-hmm. will bring in more money but it won't happen immediately no it's not a kind of they click and it's done type yeah. basis yeah. um i think i even put that in the job application where i think one of the questions was one of these sort of very um traditional job application questions it was like can you name a successful marketing campaign and i think I slightly obnoxious, obnoxiously went. Well, it depends what you mean by successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's true though. It because true. I was like, there are successful campaign, campaigns that have raised a lot of money. Um, there are things that have changed the view of a business, like the Specsavers campaign yeah. is like legendary now. Of like, should have gone to Specsavers. <laughs> what does that do for Specsaver sales? <laughs> yeah. Like, just you know, and same with you know, spin-off um, ones or like political ones, like Nike, yeah. kind of companies taking stands on things yeah. like that changes the viewpoint yeah like we spoke a little while ago about the gillette campaign yeah um from the best a man can get to the best a man can be yeah. um i mean i think they sort of fizzled that out really disappointingly but like the whole idea of that campaign was to go let's not be aggressive men let's be like well, real men take like, yeah. emotionally yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think it's really important for brands at the moment to actually stand for something and the thing is that is what audiences want audiences yeah. want to get behind a brand who stands for something as opposed to a brand who just makes a good oh, product absolutely. and weirdly enough that is exactly what charities do that is the entire yeah. of yeah. the charity's job is to promote yeah. that strong message and be like this is what we do this is why yeah. we do it yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's really interesting how it's developed of like we now choose stuff based on actually probably what we think about the company mm-hmm. um, and whether they do good or not. Um, yep. And people are more engaged with charity stuff or they'll buy stuff that's donated partly to charity. Yep. Um, all of that kind of thing. Is I was definitely. about to say, that's, a, that's an interesting question that's always, always on my mind is that idea of online donations mm-hmm. and the way that that is so overlooked right now. I mean, oh. on like Facebook, you see people's birthdays. It is now you can donate to a cause or yeah. you can yeah. donate online. We've got Just Giving. You've got several platforms that you but can the donate thing is, and it's looked over. Yeah, a lot of charities just don't use it. Yeah, we, and it's like there's there's potentially thousands of pounds that just, just sort of sitting there. And all you have to do is register. All you yeah. have to do is like link put, up your charity. Put or a just donate m- now button on your yeah. website. That's yeah. it. That's it. That yeah, could be so all you simple. do. Yeah. We, um, we get... Uh, 
mind we actually get so much from those that facebook fundraiser just yeah. because someone went oh should we sign up for this or like be registered definitely on here yeah i think because we do actually have someone uh, as our social media person who's putting out and sort of fielding things yeah um so yeah that, i think they brought like a significant portion of the fundraising yeah. in yeah. just because someone was like oh it's my birthday coming up and facebook's like would you like to uh, donate mm. for your birthday and they're like sure i'll just uh who should i do <laughs> like, yeah. oh i've heard of these people They're in i'll the go list. for them yeah yeah um it, yeah. it just goes to show that landscape is changing isn't it and sort of on that note why do you feel that charities struggle with their marketing and communications like what do you let's, let's make it easy what are your three biggest bugbears with charity and why maybe marketing and charity isn't working at the moment oh that's a ballpark isn't it it is it is <laughs> Please, listen to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a lot of it is to do with there are quite often um, older generations in charities. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether that's to do with time and uh, efforts because I think a lot of people are just trying to hold down a job and get everything done. A lot of people aren't on trustees or committees and it tends to be people with more time, so they're yeah. older. Yeah. Um, as a consequence of that, they're not necessarily engaged in how technology is moving. Mm-hmm. Um, I think quite often jobs like mine are the first to go when cuts happen, yep. which is in seems ridiculous because that is such a heavy part of the engagement. Literally, and the, the output. It's what I would say is the most important role at yeah. a charity because you are basically creating the public face for the organization and if you're not there then who's going to tell people about mine the the first i mean i imagine i'm not just a lone 27 year old doing this but like the first thing i do when i find out in the name of a place or a business or a charity is that i look them up yep, yep. and i go oh they haven't got a website okay might be down for maintenance they haven't got an instagram that's weird yeah they haven't got a twitter or a facebook page and i'm like they might not be they might be closed yep. my first thing is that they're closed <laughs> and the thing is you so i don't know say you are looking for a mental health charity on google you type in mental yeah. health charity in essex and mine doesn't have a website mm-hmm. they do have a website just to clarify yeah. yes please go to the website <laughs> yeah <laughs> they do have a website but say mine doesn't have a website you'll then click on the next link exactly and that could be a rival charity that can be a competitor charity, and then you're left by the wayside yeah, because you've th- not bothered and the things like the seo which aren't necessarily understandable by like average joe but like can easily be resolved are Mm. things like being like a top hit on your when someone searches for you like what if we if someone searches for our name and one of the other essex mines comes up um or like a local more sort of general one then like we've potentially lost that person yeah Um, exactly and same with like if you've got a strange name or if you're not doing constant material um so i think what were my other ones i said the old old people i think basically what it boils down to is missing opportunities yeah and keeping up with what is going on i think i think that's it but i think the problem is and this is why we're trying to do this podcast is to try and explain that and it's hard to hear like so say you are on a board and you're of an older age for someone who's 27 to come in and start saying to you, no, that's wrong or it doesn't work no like that anymore. No one cares that you do it like that. that like, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's that's hard to hear. That's really is, hard yeah. to hear. And for anyone listening that maybe feels that way, it is hard to hear, but it, it is necessary to change. Yeah. And especially with that landscape changing so quickly, like we were talking about like online donations, things like that, the yeah. landscape is constantly you, changing. And if you don't do it, then you get very quickly nowadays left behind yeah and a lot i think a lot of issues that charities have is they go oh 
this certain demographic isn't engaging with us and it's like well are you engaging in the places that they are mm, that yep. they're in um and also because sort of comms is now coming more into the forefront of charities charities are then trying to aim at every demographic yeah but actually that's not where the value is the value is like concentrate on your niche exactly hold on to that niche once you've mastered and you've captured all of that audience then branch out yeah i think but, yeah i mean you can quite easily cover most of social media yeah. without it having to be like oh someone's got to be creating all this material someone's got to be like answering all this you can quite easily with software available and kind of apps and things just be having something so yeah. like your facebook posts can automatically go onto a twitter page mm, yep. and your instagram posts can automatically go onto your facebook page so you're constantly always producing something, something yeah and like you know creating one bit of material to then span across so that when someone looks you up and goes oh yeah they do have a twitter they yeah. are a real thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't just like a random email from someone yeah. or like yeah, yeah, yeah. someone said that this was a charity and actually it's just alan's bank account like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it i think it's just um being open to the change of it and keep keeping up is such a negative thing i yeah. think it's being engaged and Again, think knowing who your demographic is yep. and knowing well, how they're communicating. I'm going to put it all on you now. This is all oh, no. on you um, for every charity out there. So, okay. what new marketing? No, no worries. <laughs> yeah. So, what new marketing <laughs> techniques would you implement to sort of combat that, to change that, or uh, push yourself forward in that field? Say that again. So, what techniques sort of would you use going forward? to improve that market and improve charity comms for charities in sort of a whole as to how they should approach it yeah as a whole i mean or oh, okay, online we're solving everybody okay right <laughs> well everyone <laughs> this is what you should do um video <laughs> <laughs> i think i think you should be making a ton of video content <laughs> no i think um video is the most engaging content that you can be mm -hmm. making um you can quite often get a lot out of making video content as well as in like there's a lot you basically want to make something that stems into multiple things because yeah. it's cost effective. Yeah. Um, so you can make, you can put all your energy into making a short film, have stills from that, have clips from that. And that spans all of your social media. Um, having kind of plans across months really helps as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, making sure that you're being engaged with events and days and trends that are significant to you. Yeah. Um, because yeah, there are like so many awareness moments. Just for conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Just if you happen to do a tweet on the right day with the right kind of hashtags because it's such and such a day. Yeah. Makes such a difference to just show that you're engaged. Um, I think research as well. Um, and also thinking outside the box as to what it is that you need to create. Um, you don't need to look necessarily at like charities um like businesses um other people doing exactly the same thing as you in order to come up with the ideas yeah um so cool. on, on that That's note good. are you going to add video to minds market and arsenal oh yeah 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 definitely yeah. i think uh, i know two guys actually oh, yeah, yeah, yeah they're it's quite, a really good company oh. yeah they're quite good <laughs> I've heard, so i've heard <laughs> rumors <laughs> yeah but um so yeah if you are going to um what do you like this is like we're throwing you into a creative meeting now what 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 I'll video paper out. Hang on. what <laughs> video do you think would be of benefit what video content yeah do you think would be of benefit in particular to mind off the top of my head yeah off the top of your head off the top no of my pressure head. um 
a good thing about video is that it's accessible. Yep. Um, you don't need to be reading a lot. Yep. Um, you don't need to particularly fully understand it. You tend to take away different things, like mm-hmm. different people engage with different yeah. elements of videos. Yep. Um, people, it also can be very real and emotionally engaging, yep. which you often don't get with something necessarily like books or written material because some people don't read them or same yep. sort of thing. Mm. Um, I think with Mind, the best thing that we could produce that would be suitable um, that I would like to is interviews or engagement with people who, how they feel um, to kind of familiarise experience that they've had. Yep. Perhaps then how they've used the services and what's come out of that. Um, another thing I would really like to include um, that we don't currently have in place but are planning to is to remove this sort of anxiety of using the services yeah. or making those steps or having those conversations I think having that kind of almost visual step by step going yeah. oh I went in I thought it would be like this and it wasn't or yeah. actually it was like this I walked in this happened yeah. and actually being able to explain those things and remove that sort of stigma and a fear um, of factors like that um, would be really nice material to make yeah. um, solid answer yeah oh, good so thank you very much like, but <laughs> what that basically boils down to is testimonials yeah. and testimonials are l- one of the greatest ways that you can spread your message and at the end of the day hearing someone else's experience and genuine experience and i think is yeah, the most genuine experience thing. is much better than a company or a charity saying we can do this for you and we're really great yeah it, and it's you know it sounds the same after a point yeah. there's oh, only yeah. so many kind of words or you know if i asked sort of the main kind of trustees or officers or managers to go oh could you write about what it's like coming in here mm. it for the best of what they can do like it wouldn't be the same and hearing somebody go i'm like you and i felt like this Mm. is so much more valuable you can relate yeah Yeah. Um, and believable and yeah as you say it it resonates with the audience because there will be probably hundreds of people who will go hey i feel like that exactly and it's different hearing it as well from a real person than you know if i I recorded it or if it was written somewhere it's not the same and also the wonderful thing with video is that you can do all of that in like minute two minutes exactly whereas if it were like a blog post that means that someone's got then click on that go Mm. through to your website read the blog post which could take like from five minutes to 15 minutes for them to read depending on their ability whereas a video it's all there two minutes it's done like they don't even have to listen to the sound you put subtitles on it and that's it you're away exactly exactly and like with a scroll with you know the fun algorithms and everything and scrolling on instagram sort of it it's what people engage with it's what someone goes oh what is that and then they might look into more information um but that doesn't mean it needs to be like screamy punchy yelly colors kind of like pow 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 (laughs) as you like scroll through it then it's like a really serious thing (laughs) but it yeah it's funny what um people engage with um and it's not always what you expect them to or you go yeah. oh i think this will work really well yeah isn't necessarily the right, right thing <laughs> so if i want to engage with mind where can i find you online oh you can find us everywhere <laughs> tell us Good. right uh the main point to get all the access to the services and information is to go to the website um the website is available for all of our social media um you can find us on facebook uh you can just search southeast and central essex mind uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Instagram, which I am working to update because the one thing yes. they've told me is the demographic of young people. And I'm like, well, we need to be more on Instagram then. <laughs> yep, that's where they are. Um, and 
we're also on LinkedIn. Cool. Yeah. Everywhere. I'm going to ask you one final question before we wrap up. And it's sort of like a, in conclusion mm-hmm. to what we've sort of already spoken about. And I want your perspective as to what you feel the key problem is that charities face when it comes to marketing. One thing, the biggest issue, whether that be like budget constraints, time constraints, whatever, what what do you think the sort of the key problem is that charities face? I don't think it's budgets. Okay. I think because everything's there are free platforms. Yeah. It's probably time and it's probably the consequence of the value of it. Um yeah. justifying it is probably the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Wicked. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, thank you, Robin. Make sure you go and check, obviously, mine social media out and see the yep. great work they're doing. Um, yeah, see you later. See you later. Thank Peace you. out. Bye. <laughs>And that is it for this week's episode of Two From Two Cubed. Thank you very much for joining us. And again, thank you, Robin, for recording this podcast with us back in 2019. Sorry it's taken us so long to actually get it out there. If you want to listen to some of our previous episodes of Two From Two Cubed, you can do so by visiting twocubed.co slash tftc. You can also obviously listen to this wherever you're listening to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, uh, Anchor, it's everywhere. You can listen to it to your heart's content. If you want to come onto our podcast, if you want to ask us some questions, you can do so by emailing us, hello at 2cubed.co, or you can tweet us at 2cubedcreate. And with that, we shall see you or speak to you on the next episode.